So this morning, I want to bring to us a message entitled, A Cry for Blessing. A Cry for Blessing. And re- recently, I was reading in my devotions, Luke 24, verse 50. I believe that, that the, the scripture is coming up there in front of you. But it says, and he, Jesus, led them, that is, his disciples, out as far as Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And as I read those words, I thought to myself, what an incredible moment that must have been for Jesus' disciples. Right? Not just because they then saw Jesus ascend to heaven, but because they had received a blessing directly from his lips. Can you imagine what that was like? Jesus lifting up his hands and blessing them, speaking words of blessing over their lives. And I began to think and pray about how how I want to live in such a way that I might live with the blessing of Jesus over my life, that I might live with the blessing of God upon my life and began to think how each of us needs to know the blessing of God upon our lives. And so I want to speak to you today about a cry a cry for blessing. Because you see, my mind then went to the story of Jacob and Esau in the book of Genesis, wherein Esau ended up crying out to his father Isaac to bless him, a blessing that he had missed out on. And I thought, how tragic, how tragic that Esau had missed out on the blessing that could have been and should have been his. More than that, how tragic it would be for any one of us here in this sanctuary or any one of us online, for any one of us to miss out on the blessing that our Heavenly Father wants to give to us. And so today, again, I want to speak to us about a cry for blessing that is a hunger that ought to be in each one of our hearts for the blessing of God upon our lives. A cry that ought to motivate us to live our lives in such a way that God might truly bless us. If you go back to Genesis 25, and we're not going to read it um, this morning, but we are going to go to Genesis 27. So if you have your Bibles, you can, you can turn there. But Genesis, in Genesis 25, we read of how Esau, the older brother, He sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup or lentils, whatever it it was. Um, Esau had been out hunting and doing his thing, and he came in hungry and exhausted. And his brother Jacob is there in the the home, and he'd been cooking. and, And so Esau says, give me something to eat. And Jacob says, yeah, I'll give you something to eat if you give me your birthright. Now, some of us might say, well, what is the birthright? And, and as, as one person put it, one commentator wrote, the birthright was an honor given to the firstborn, bestowing head of household status and the right to inherit his father's estate. The son with the birthright would receive a double portion of whatever was passed down. And so Esau, as the eldest son, was supposed to become After his father's death, he was supposed to become the leader of the family and thus manage the family and inherit the larger portion of the family of of the family estate. But you see, in a moment of hunger, we might say in a moment of passion, 
Esau gave it away. Can you imagine that? Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup because he was hungry without any forethought regarding the actual value of his birthright. But you see, what he failed to realize in that moment was that the birthright, although distinct from, was intrinsically tied to the blessing. He thought he could give away his birthright and yet still have the blessing. When we come to Genesis 27 and we find that Isaac, the dad, he's, he, he, he's, he's about to die. He's going to die soon. And so he tells Esau to come in and he, he says, Esau, it's time for me to give you the blessing that's supposed to be yours. But as you read the story, you find that Rebekah, the mother, and Jacob, they find a way to deceive Isaac, the father, into giving the blessing that should have been Esau's but instead giving it to Jacob. And look with me in Genesis 27, beginning at verse 27. So he, that is Jacob, went to him and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, because I, I, Jacob was pretending he was Esau, when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him, he blessed Jacob and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you, here's the blessing, may God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness in abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He, too, prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. And then he said to him, my father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His father, Isaac, asked him, who are you? I am your son, he answered, your firstborn Isaac. Isaac trembled violently, excuse me, your firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came in, and I blessed him, and indeed he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightfully named Jacob? For this is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. And then he asked, haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have made him lord over you and have made all his relatives and his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. What a story, huh? You see, here's the thing, church. Rebecca, the mother, knew that the blessing belonged to Jacob because the blessing was meant to go hand in hand with the birthright. And whether we deem it right or wrong, she came up with a scheme for Jacob to get the blessing from his father. And it worked. And thus, by the time Esau came back on the scene, it was too late. The blessing had been given. Not only that, but Esau realized too late the importance of both his birthright. Notice he's mourning over the loss of his birthright now. 
and also the, he realized the importance of his father's blessing. And so we read these words again, verse 38. Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. You know, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 and 17 say this, and I think you're going to see it on the screen there. It says this, see to it that no one is sexually immoral or unholy or godless like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. You see, we need to understand this morning that the blessing took the birthright beyond position and possessions. The blessing had great spiritual significance for to have the father or the patriarch of the family speak words of blessing to you upon you or over you was more than mere words. It was meant to bring the divine presence and favor of God into your life. The blessing was was, was a great spiritual event in the life of the person who received it, even speaking about God's plan for one's life and all the good things God would do in and through your life. You see, here's, here's what blessing really is. Blessing is God's presence and favor upon one's life. Blessing is ultimately, when you boil it all down, is God's presence and favor upon one's life. And you know, blessing comes in many different forms, does it not? God blesses us by taking care of our needs. God blesses us by being, bringing increase to 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 the things or multiplication to the things that we already have in our hands. God blesses us by giving us the spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ, forgiveness, redemption, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, God's blessing is his presence within our lives and his continual work in our lives to help us, to protect us, provide for us, and take us through the hard times of life. And we can go on and on speaking about all the different blessings that, that, or the things that come into our lives that reveal to us that God's presence is with us and his favor is upon us. I think about the priestly blessing that's found in Numbers chapter 6, where the priest would stand up and extend a hand maybe over the people, over the Israelites, and he would say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. What would you want? Someone to just speak those words over your life today. I want to do that at the end of the service for us today. Right? But but to have the blessing of God. For you see, ultimately, the blessing of God is anything that reveals God's presence and his favor upon our lives, tangible and non-tangible. And I believe this church that God has a blessing for each of his children. Do you believe that? Come on, do you believe that this morning? That unlike the story of Jacob and Esau, where there was only one blessing to be given, that God has a blessing that he wants to place upon each one of our lives. It's part of, we we might say, it's part of our birthright as children of God. And yes, we know that that Jesus is spoken of as, as the eldest son. You know, he's the one who's in charge. Right? And yet, through Jesus... God has a blessing for each one of his children. Unfortunately, however, sometimes like Esau, we cut ourselves off from 
the blessing of God, that if we're not careful, we can end up missing out on the blessing that God, our Father, has for us. Because, you see, it's not enough for us to just claim the blessing. If some do, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. But it's not enough for us just to claim the blessings. We must live our lives in such a way that God can actually bless us. That's why Hebrews chapter 12, again, warns us not to be godless or unholy like Esau, who for a single meal sold his his inheritance as the oldest son and ended up missing out on the blessing. And so, so we might ask today, well, what happened to Esau? How, how, how was it that he missed out on the blessing that should have been his? And what, what's the lesson and the warning that we need for our lives today? And I see two things with Esau this morning, and they are a lesson and a warning for us. The first is this, that Esau took the blessing for granted. He took the blessing for granted. I think Esau just thought that no matter what he did or how he lived, the blessing would always be his. Esau thought that, well, because of his position in the family, he was the eldest son, that one day he would just naturally receive the blessing. But you see, he was wrong. In actuality, when he sold his birthright, he forfeited his blessing, and God would see to that. And thus Esau realized too late. Eventually, he realized too late what he had done. He had lost out not only on on, on a place of position and the double portion of, of the possessions, but as well, he lost out on the spiritual blessing that should have been his. I tend to think he simply took for granted that no matter what he did or how he lived, and that even though he had sold his birthright, that one day he could still receive his father's blessing. And listen, if you go on in the story, you continue to find out what kind of man Esau really was, even to the point, listen, he, he married foreign women just out of spite towards his father and mother. Can you imagine? He's marrying women just to spite his father and mother. Listen, like Esau, we may not fully understand how important it is to have the father's blessing until it's too late until we find ourselves without his blessing. For we forget, we can forget that having God's favor upon our lives is, is, is one of the most precious gifts God has for us as his children. And if we're not careful, we can end up taking for granted his blessing. And sometimes we begin to treat God's presence and his work in our lives as, as something that, well, we just expect it'll always be there. We think that, that we can, we, we can live however we like and that the blessing of God, the blessing of his grace and the blessing of his forgiveness will just bail us out. Or because we once prayed a prayer of faith and we claim that now we're part of the household of faith, I'm a son, a child of God, a daughter of God, that we think no matter what we do or how we live, that God will have to bring his divine presence and favor upon our lives. But I want to tell us today, such is not the case. And we need to be careful. That's why we have the warning from the book of Hebrews. We need to be careful that we don't become like Esau and take the blessings of God for granted. But the second thing I see with Esau is this, that Esau got caught up in the passions of his flesh, his natural human desires. The Bible calls it the flesh. Esau was caught up in his physical appetites. He was a man who wanted immediate gratification and, with, and, 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 and 
and had little regard for God and what God wanted to do in and through his life. The result was he missed out, again, not only on his birthright, but as well on the blessing. For in a moment of hunger, we could say in a moment of passion, Esau threw away all that should have been his. He wanted what he wanted in that moment, failing to see the long-term loss he was going to experience. And listen, church, if we're not careful like Esau, we can end up living our lives pursuing that which is natural, that which is carnal, without giving any thought to the importance of the things of God or even God himself. And so we end up chasing after the things of the flesh, as the Bible calls it, forgetting that we are meant to be holy, that is that we are meant to be set apart for God and for his purposes. We can end up living very common, secular, profane lives as we live our lives seeking to meet our natural appetites rather than pursuing the things of God. And we end up trading the blessings that God has for our lives to gain something that will take care of our need or our passion in that moment. And I would say to us this morning that we need to be careful that we don't forfeit the blessings of God for a momentary pleasure, for some type of material gain, that which we might call today a quick meal. We remember Jesus' word. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? May we understand the importance of God's blessing upon our lives before it's too late. But let me ask you this morning, how many people, how many Christians even, in a moment of passion have thrown away the blessings of God, his divine favor upon their life? How many people like Esau have been faced with the stupidity of their decisions as they look back over their lives? For like Esau, they one day awakened to the fact that what they really needed was the blessing of God, not a, not a bowl of soup. Like Esau, they eventually realized the, um, the unimportance of the, of, of the temporal and the importance of the spiritual and the in, internal. See, again, Hebrews gives to us a warning that it's possible to forfeit the blessing of God upon our lives, his divine presence and favor as we give ourselves over to sexual sin, as we give ourselves over to, to greed and selfishness, as we pursue worldly gain and fame rather than the kingdom of God, as we live our lives filled with anger. You know what I mean? You know, that husband who comes home screaming at his wife and kids or that, that, that person who lives their life filled with bitterness, maybe that, that woman who become spiteful towards those around her and those, th those who become spiteful towards those we deem our enemies. As we refuse to live as Jesus taught us to live, filled with the mercy and grace and compassion of God. Listen, when we live in those ways, God can't bring his favor upon us. Every person who first lives for the things of the flesh, every person who, who gives themselves over to a life that's based on feeding the, 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 the carnal appetites will one day awaken to find that they've missed the boat. For one day, some of us may be faced with the consequences of our choices we've made, and we just might find ourselves holding an empty bowl of soup. We realize it's too late. We missed out so long on the presence and divine favor of God, that, that really what we've needed is so much more than 
that bowl of soup. In fact, we were made, we were born for so much more. We were saved for so much more. And we don't have time to go through it all today, but listen, the Bible teaches us how we're to live if we want the blessing of God upon our lives, does it not? Come on, get into God's word. You, you say, well, well, how can I have God's blessing? The word tells us. The Bible shows us. We can't just claim to be children of God and just claim the blessings of God over our lives and then just, you know, just live any way we want. Listen, Psalm, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 17, 7, Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. And, you know, we have Jesus' own words, the Beatitudes, we call them. As God speaks about, as Jesus speaks about those who have God's favor upon their lives, those who are poor in spirit, those who are meek, those who are mourned, those who are righteous, those who are willing to be persecuted for his name's sake. And he goes on. Listen, church, we don't want to be crying out as Esau did, a cry of regret, do we? We don't want to get to the end of our lives and say, I missed out on the divine favor of God, the presence of God. Listen, if we're going to cry out for God's blessing, we want our cry to be a cry of prayer, do we not? A cry of petition, a cry of faith, as we call upon our Heavenly Father to pour out His blessing upon our lives, as even as we do our best with His help, with the help of the Holy Spirit to live as He's called us to live. We want to be like those disciples standing in the presence of their Savior, Jesus, experiencing His hands being extended towards them and hearing His words of blessing pronounced over their lives. Listen, that's what I've been praying over my life. I've been, pray, been praying for your life, that, that, that we would be like those disciples standing in Jesus' presence, and Jesus is so pleased with them that he's able to extend his hands over them and begin to speak words of blessing. Listen, it's been a month since I brought to you... Um, a message from God's word, but my last message, I think it was January 24th, that seems like ages ago, but it was entitled, For the Glory of God, some of you might remember, if you didn't hear the message, you can go back on YouTube and get it, or podcast, but my prayer at that time, I said was, Lord, I want to live my life in such a way that everything I do and don't do would bring you, God, my Father, the honor and glory that he deserves. I think it's a good prayer. We need to be praying. God, as, 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 as we enter our days, as we're going through our days, God, I want my life to glorify you. But today, I encourage us that we would make our prayer. Lord, I want and need your presence and favor upon my life. I want to live my life in such a way that you, God, might truly bring your presence and your favor upon my life. I don't want to miss out on the blessings that you have for my life. And listen, I'm not going to get into, oh, if I miss God's blessing, will I be saved? Will I be not saved? Listen, we don't need to go there this morning. All I know is that, is, is that I want to know God's favor upon, our li um, upon my life. I want you to know God's favor upon your life. 
Because, see, God is a father who loves to bless his children. And I believe he has a blessing for each one of us. He has incredible blessings for us as we place our faith in Jesus. And that's the place to start. Listen, if you haven't yet given your life to God through faith in his son, Jesus, then you're living, you're living outside of his will for your life. You're living outside of, of, of his family and his place of blessing. And the first thing you need to do is to repent of your sin, all the things you've ever done wrong to take a step of faith, put your faith in, in Jesus as Lord and as Savior of your life. And that's where the blessing begins to flow as His Holy Spirit comes and you're into your life and you're made new. The door becomes opened so that the blessing of God can begin to flow. But Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. What a wonderful verse, huh? He's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. But let's not, church, let's not take his blessings for granted. And let's not expect to live with his blessing while at the same time seeking to feed the appetites of our flesh. But rather, let's live our lives in such a way that we won't have to one day cry out as Esau did with a cry of regret. But rather, let's live our lives in such a way that God might constantly pour out his presence and his favor upon our lives. Come on, let's be, let's ask the Lord for maybe a spirit of Jacob. I'm not talking about the spirit of deception that he had early on, right? But that spirit within him that said, I want the blessing of, of my father. Later on, we find him wrestling with an angel. Right? The angel representing even the person of God coming to him in his life and saying, listen, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And I've been praying. I've been praying this morning and over these past few weeks, God, I want to live my life in such a way that your blessing would be upon my life. Maybe that'll show its self sometimes in tangible ways maybe sometimes maybe more often in non-tangible ways to know the blessing of his peace of his comfort his ministry his protection his help and so i want to encourage us today let's live our lives in such a way that as we ask for his blessing as we cry out to god in faith in prayer for his blessing that he'll be more than willing to respond to our cry. Amen. Amen. Come on, right now, I just want you to just, just begin to pray. Just begin to pray right now, wherever you are. Maybe someone needs to, needs to begin to pray and say, God, I've been living far outside, out, 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 outside your place of blessing. I need to give my life to you through faith in Jesus. Come on, right now, you just need to begin to pray. And I'm going to pray for you, you know, in just a moment. But say, God. God, I need, I need to come to that starting place as I put my faith in Jesus and all the many blessings that you have for me through him. And some of us here today, maybe, you know, one day you took that step to follow Christ, but you know you've been living maybe a little bit more like Esau. It's time for you to repent and to come back and to begin to serve God 
come back into that place where God can bring his divine favor and his presence into your life and begin to minister to you. You might maybe just lift a hand to the Lord, put a hand over your heart, say, God, I want to be a man. I want to be a woman that you would be able to bless. I don't want to be like Esau. I don't want to give my life over to the, the passions of this world, the things of this life, the passions of my own flesh, and miss out on, on all that you have for me. I don't want to one day look back over my life with regret and see all the many things that you had in store for me, but I missed out on them. But God, I want to live my life day by day knowing your presence with me, is with me and your divine favor is over me. Help me, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord. God, I, I pray for that person maybe here in this sanctuary or online with us who, God, they've not yet taken that step of faith to put their, their faith and their trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior over their life. But today they sense they need Jesus. They need to come into your family, into that family of where you have blessing for them, the blessing of, of forgiveness, of, of hope, of eternal life. God, I pray for them today as they take that step of faith that today you would minister to them. And God, for some of us here today, we we we've we, we call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves followers of Jesus. But we know, God, that we have been following the things of the flesh. We, 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 we've traded in the blessings of God for a bowl of soup. But, God, we don't want to get to the end of our lives and find ourselves just standing there with an empty bowl of soup. We want to look back over our lives and know that we've been able to live our lives in your will. And with your, your, your presence and your divine favor over us. Lord, we thank you that you're a God who loves us so much. That you would minister to us. And even speak words of blessing over us. We love you today. We thank you today. Just even as, as we're in prayer right now, I just want to speak the words, Numbers chapter 6, the priestly blessing over us today. Hoping and praying that our lives are such that these words can become a reality. And as I was thinking about it, I was praying about it, I began to wonder if this wasn't the blessing that Jesus spoke over his disciples just before he ascended. I mean, that's just, just, that's just in my mind. You don't have to take that as scripture. But is Jesus the high priest? Is Jesus our high priest? He spoke over his disciples. And I wonder if he didn't speak these words and words that maybe he wants to speak over your life today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what valleys we might travel through, we know the Lord is there 
to bless us, to keep us, his face shining upon us, his grace being extended, his countenance upon us, and his peace at work in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.